Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hi, and welcome back again to another episode of the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with Amanda Kingsley and me, Tara Misseldine. So we, um, we got a little deep on you guys for the first several episodes of this podcast, and then we like lightened it up a little bit last week. We talked about our favorite tech tools, and we didn't get super deep. Um, this week, we are going to kind of start diving back in there with all of you, and we're going to start talking about self-care. So I'm sure some stuff is going to come up this week. but it's not going to be scary. So it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> we can do this together. Self-care gone scary. Yeah, self-care and self-care gone wild. Um, so we, one of the things that we always do is start with our gratitude. So, so Amanda, would you like to tell the world what you're grateful for right now? I'm going to go with laughter. Tara just told a really funny story before we got on the podcast. And, you know, Laughter is always a good thing. So I'm going to go for my gratitude and the ability to just be able to lighten the mood with a funny joke or a funny story or um, it's such a game changer. <laughs> such a game. Awesome. What a gift that we as human beings can understand human uh, humor. And <laughs> yes. So, yes. Good. so, so good. true. So yeah, so um, the the story that I shared with you also trumps what I might have said for gratitude. <laughs> what I'm actually feeling really grateful for right now is like amazing co-parents. And like, I'm so grateful that Aria has a dad that I am massively in love with. Like my life partner is her amazing dad. Um, so this, this story was like a, a poop adventure with my three-year-old and her dad. <laughs> And I'm just so insanely grateful that she gets to have those experiences with him and that I'm not alone in this journey that is parenting. So mm. um, yeah. that one gives me chills. That's a, yeah, that's something to be grateful for. Feeling pretty strongly about that right now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Moving into self-care. Like I would say self-care is, it's the thing we always hear so much about needing and so few of us actually know what we're doing to do it right or mm -hmm. at all sometimes. Is there a right way to do self-care? Well, there's right, there's ways that are righter than other ways. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still, it's still a spectrum, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if something becomes too right, it might even start being wrong. <laughs> That's true. Sure. Yeah. So um, let's talk about we could take this a couple different ways. We could talk about sort of the essence and the, the necessariness, the necessity of self-care, but we can also talk about some of the things that we do as measures of self-care. Yeah. I mean, I think we should talk about both. And like, yeah, I think one of the most important ways to think about self-care is just filling your cup, right? Like you got to have a full cup to be able to give to your children, to your partner, to your community, your clients um you can't feed from an empty cup <clears throat> self-care is what fills us up it's what attends to our souls and our bodies and our minds um and gives us the ability to give 
right? You can't keep giving from emptiness. And so self-care really is crucial. It's, it's so important. Um, do you know Maggie Winchell? No. Local to us. No. She did one of my favorite self-care exercises, um, in which, Oh, now that I'm talking about it, I wish I had written it out before we got on the podcast, but I don't plan ahead for these podcasts <laughs> to go. You should go back and talk about that exercise. Um, but she's this really beautiful exercise that um, just illustrated the ways that our self-care affects the people around us starting from like the people in our home that we live in and the people and it just ripples out and um (laughs) I'm just feeling like such a space cadet right now because it's one of my absolute favorite exercises and I can't I don't want to start it or explain it wrong so Now I'm embarrassed, but that's okay. Okay, I, guess what? I'm going to do you the favor and I'll, I'll take it from here. You can think about it for a minute. Yeah, it just, for me, it was like, I'd heard this concept so much and the way she visualized it was just like that. Now it all makes sense. And I want, I want the listeners to have access to that. So, Okay, whether it comes well. back to you in the next 20 minutes or not, Yep. We will find what they need to learn more <laughs> about it, and we will put it in the show notes for everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, but if it does come back up, feel free to interrupt again. But mm-hmm. one thing that uh, came up for me a little bit while you were talking was when you said, is there a wrong way to do self-care? And actually, yes. Mm. When we call something self-care, that's not. Oh. And then we thought that we've done self-care. Like, for instance, what I uh, anything that's like motivated by guilt um, you know, like, or, or anything that you are resenting doing while you're doing it is not effective self-care. Like it's an attempt at self-care, but it's not because it's creating a whole bunch of other baggage and stuff that you have to work out after you're done doing the, the act that was supposed to be self-care. So you could say it's not actually self-care. It's just like, so there's no way to actually do it's, real self-care the wrong it's way. It's stewing in a bath about whatever yeah. you're thinking about. <laughs> Deceive yourself about yes, whether exactly. or not you're actually. <laughs> yes, you're not actually performing mm-hmm. self-care. Yeah. And I, I've heard this a lot too. Um, when you have a mental breakdown, which spurts a migraine, which results in you taking a nap, you did not take a nap for self-care. Right. Like you actually just recuperated. Like you're not taking a self-care moment. You actually broke and then you're like letting things put themselves back together for a short window of time. So and that's what I'm talking about. It's like let's not deceive self-care is something very different and very intentional. It's never like a consequence of allowing something else to happen. So in your in your migraine nap example, that's survival, right? Like mm-hmm. That's like, exactly. I have to take care of myself to survive right now right. versus thrival, which I yes. love. <laughs> yes. So self-care is about thriving versus mm-hmm. thriving. Like eat, like being starving and going through the McDonald's drive through to get a, a whatever might give you the protein that you need to get through the day. Um, no judgment on anyone's <laughs> 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 no 
like good choices, but for real, like that that's survival. Like it actually is giving someone what they need to get through, to have the energy. But it's not necessarily self-care. It, it's not, you could even get that same McDonald's meal, sit down in a park with a blanket. And so my example is not necessarily even about the food. It's like shoving food into your mouth, what, no matter what it is. Yeah, it's because your body's out of calories. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. I see where you're, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So I, I love, that's exactly the concept I was going for, like survival versus self-care. Self-care mm -hmm. is the nap that you take before you have the breakdown and the migraine right. to make sure that you don't have a breakdown and a migraine. So you wipe your schedule, you take the nap, you nourish yourself, you care for yourself in that moment so that the breakdown and the migraine don't actually ever have to happen or right. the screaming at your kids or the fight with your husband over something so mundane. It's ridiculous. And you can't even remember what it was just because you're so exhausted by the time you get home. Like self-care is what you do before any of those things happen. It's not the thing you do after they happen. Yeah. So Which I just is why many women in particular get confused about not confused. I don't really know what the right word is, but they maybe feel guilt around mm -hmm. self-care because technically self-care is not about survival <laughs> it's about survival again so it turns into this window of like guilt um where well if i get that massage i'm taking that i'm taking something away from and and so so many women see it that way in that it's an indulgence that self-care right. is an indulgence or the, the reason that many of us don't feel like we get to take moments of self-care is because we, we are not anywhere on our own priority list of people we're supposed to care for. Yeah. You know, it's, it is self-care for a reason. The same kind of care that you offer to your spouse or your, your partner in love, the same kind of care that you offer to your children, to your clients, to your colleagues. Like we, we tend to always, until we learn better, we prioritize those other people above and beyond the self. Mm -hmm. So self-care is often like a reactionary thing, which defeats the whole purpose. Right. What's I, one of the ways that you, I mean, I feel like the biggest way I model self-care, I teach self-care to my children is modeling. Mm -hmm. But are there other ways that you teach self-care to your children? That's like certainly not something I learned as yeah. a kid. Um, but, and modeling is probably, arguably, the best way to teach it. Mm -hmm. um, but are there other ways that you teach self-care to Aria? Um, I, <clears throat> yeah, and there, there are probably people that would not feel comfortable with this, and I'm, I'm not saying that it would necessarily even be healthy with every child. Um, you know, all of our children are unique, and this feels right between Aria and I, but to a certain extent, I am transparent with her about my emotional state. So if I'm feeling like I'm revving up or I'm stepping into anger or I'm feeling a little panicked or, you know, any of the, any of those dysfunctional feelings in my elements, <laughs> I will literally say to her like, Aria, mommy's feeling really angry right now. I'm not angry at you. I'm just feeling really angry. So I'm going to need a minute and I need to take a deep breath. Do you want to do that with me or do you want to give me some space? And she decides whether she's right. like, okay, well, I'll give you some space. Or she's like, yes, let's breathe. Calm down, mommy. Breathe with me. And then we'll so like So in that case, you're teaching and modeling. I like that. Okay, so cool. So we're taking the moment. When, when, when? 
Yep. And you're giving her the opportunity to participate in it. Yeah. And like that, these feelings, they are going to happen. You know, and I want her to see that like, it's, it's okay. And it's sort of like one of those things where when you shine light on the shadow, it gets so small or it disappears. And for me to just be able to say to her, instead of being Mm -hmm. like having all of that crazy chatter in my head, like, Oh my God, my child is watching me like freak the heck out. What do I say to her? I can just say to her, like, I'm, I'm feeling really frustrated or I don't know what to do. I don't understand what's, you know, and obviously there are, there are definitely boundaries around how I do this with her, but it it is, it is huge. And she does like, she will calm herself with deep breathing sometimes and it like blows my mind and sometimes I don't believe that it's real. Um, But she does. And like I said, I don't, this would not be something that every parent could utilize with every kid. It's just not, you know, I I definitely (laughs) my kids that way too. I actually, part of my website, I'm building a new website and I wanted to have a few blog posts already written. I wrote one this morning about this, like, the way that I interact interact with my kids, I'm just super honest and mm-hmm. transparent, and I think it's okay. Like yeah. I I feel the same way that it's okay to talk about me being upset or needing space or. Yeah, but um, one one thing, one tool that I love have loved with my three year old. I guess he's headed closer to four now, but um, Licia Morelli has a book called The Lemonade Hurricane. Whoa! And what's the name of the book? It's called The Lemonade Hurricane, and it's a picture book about meditation. It's about two siblings, and one is like a hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) He's a, you know, a a wild child, kind of like amazing, powerful little guy, and she teaches him how to meditate. And so we started reading this at least a year ago, and my son calls it lemonating. Because he only knows meditation. <laughs> I don't talk to him about me meditating, so he, which I'm having a, an awareness aha moment. Um, the way he learned about meditation was through the Lemonade Hurricane, so he calls mm-hmm. it lamentating. Uh, <laughs> so that's a tool that I've used <laughs> to teach the self-care um, act of meditation. It's been yeah. really cool. That is a, that's a great one. And that, that is one that I struggle with really hard to this day. Like, actually, I find that the best meditating that I ever get is like during Savasana when I do yoga, (laughs) because it's the only time that my head is actually clear enough where I, I feel like I'm quote unquote doing it right, which I know know. it's like not even the way you're supposed to think about it, but it is what it is, you know? (laughs) So that, that five minutes at the end of my one hour yoga practice is definitely, that is my meditation time. Hmm. This conversation is, I mean, this is why we have these conversations at all in life is because they, you know, they help us self-reflect and, um, I am reflecting on my own parenting and all the things that we do. Like, for instance, my kids love bath bombs. <laughs> I'm not sure I love bath bombs, but my kids do. And <clears throat> it's a tool that we use, but I don't talk about it in that language of, isn't this a great opportunity to enjoy the bathtub and settle your body and settle your mind? Like, 
So they're having the experience, but I'm, I'm recognizing that it would be valuable for me as a parent to add the, um, the conversation about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That brings up an awesome, that, that totally just stimulated a great train of thought for me. Um, <clears throat> and that when we talked about, there's a lot of things that aren't actually self-care in the beginning of this conversation. It's just as important to reiterate that anything can be self-care. So like you can, you can turn, I very frequently, like coffee is one of my self-care tools um, right. to, to feed myself a super healthy, nutritious, amazing tasting coffee that like it's it's an actual self-care ritual for me and it's also something that I can say to myself if I'm starting to spiral or if there's something going wrong or if I'm just feeling dreary and down I can literally like promise myself a coffee and I I suddenly feel better (laughs) right I know that it's coming I know the ritual that's going to be involved I know what it's doing for my it's like doing Mm. wonderful things for my body so um just making that kind of thing into an actual ritual of self-care well, here's can totally the, be done. Like I have a taking it to a whole new level, which is um, that anything can be self-care. Yes. Um, I'm the kind of person who gets like those clarity downloads or in water. So the, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the shower and doing dishes. <laughs> so you'd think doing dishes is actually a task, right? Yeah. Like, or a chore. Yeah. Or a chore. Um, But when I do dishes, I often get these like water downloads. And so it can be this really meditative practice to choose to do dishes with intention Mm. and make dishes. Now, not everyone has this experience with water and dishes. So I'm not saying anyone can do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I, I also love folding laundry. It's another thing that I love and will have like, aha, it's a time that I can quiet my mind and do a task and actually have it be self-care because I set the intention for it to be that way. So even though it's a chore, I can like, if I'm spiraling and getting really frustrated and overwhelmed, um, I can choose to do dishes or laundry knowing that I'm going to have this really peaceful moment in it actually which you could attribute to feng shui i suppose which is an amazing self-care mm-hmm, absolutely but for me it's more just like the quieting of the mind and allowing that chore to be intentionally useful as well yeah, yeah that totally that works for me not in any of the ways you said but for me it's actually driving yes um, driving, so driving can be totally a chore for some people but i I actually look forward to like, and I choose to take a scenic route a lot, you know, like, and not necessarily even for the scenery, just for like the, the chance to connect with only my brain in silence. And that is when I get, you know, that's when I get my deepest insights and ideas and clarity on things. So it totally happens. Something so mundane that some people hate doing and I love it and can't wait to do it. And I think you sort of nailed it on the head when you said, anything can be self-care and the missing piece or like the thing that tips it into self-care is the intention behind it. Like, are you doing it to care for yourself or are you just doing it because it needs to be done or because there's nothing else to do? Yeah. The, in- the intention piece. It to be a, a, a thing that can bring 
peace and awareness. Right. And again, Absolutely. you don't have to. I'm not telling listeners that they their laundry and dishes need to be a peaceful. No, of course not. Time. But you find the things in your life that serve those kinds of purposes, and and you can really weave self care into your day. And now that also doesn't mean you need additional. Don't need additional self care, but. Oh my gosh, our timer went off when we could talk about this for. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things that, you know, because quite honestly, it's a self-care measure for me to have these conversations with you. FYI. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it I always feel so energized and and so powerful after we've had these conversations and because I also look forward to all of the comments that we're going to get about stuff like this. Um so, what's your ask as we close this episode? Ask. Um well, since we started the episode with a poop story, <laughs> I'm going to ask for some poop advice. Uh, my preschooler, well, no, my toddler, little guy, is going to preschool for the first time. And I've already done this twice. Like, I, I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. So we've been through the whole potty training thing. And he's been potty trained since he was two. But I still wipe him when he poops because... I'm, it's funny, I'm not a germ freak at all, but pooping and wiping, <laughs> like, no, that is my job. Like, so if anyone has um, wisdom to share with me about letting go of control and the poop wiping situation, I would be much appreciated because I'm feeling like massively controlling mommy. I'm like, oh God, he's going to poop at school and he's going to wipe himself and it's just going to be so disgusting. And <laughs> transition out of this with the girls I can't remember at all <laughs> yeah you had a, a pretty decent spread and I know I don't still wipe them so it definitely happens <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh, okay so my ask as we as we wrap this up let's see um my ask is for anybody who's actually like local to us to like give give a holla on social media because we are constantly looking for new friends to take to the park and to explore new places with and there's some really cool awesome groups that um are around here that go exploring in the woods and stuff um and we just like connecting with local people so if you live anywhere within driving distance of western mass western massachusetts please check in with us and let us know you can even send me a direct message if you want to either through social or my website all in dot life. All right, that's my ask. Connect with me if you're within driving distance. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Keep being well. Take care of yourself. Till next Until time. Next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work-from-home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.